What is up, guys? Welcome back to week nine of the Clutch Picks podcast. My name's Corey McAndrew. I'm here with my friends and my co-hosts, Nico DeLuca, Charles Giacometti, and Jason Anderson. Before we get into it this week, a big thank you for the support. Don't forget, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, like our Facebook page. Everything helps right now. You know, we're giving out picks on Twitter. We're doing pretty well. We're kind of in, in a little bit of a rut, but we're looking to get out of it here. So without further ado, this week fucking sucked for me. Uh, my worst week since week two. No good at all. The Bengals absolutely bent me over and ravaged me. They did whatever they wanted to me. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to talk about this week anymore right now. I'm currently working on the bounce back. I hit a nice one with the Cam Reddish over points, a little bit of basketball for us there. So other than that, though, I'm looking forward to this week and getting it back on track. Yeah, I'm um, Corey. I, I pretty much, I, I put most of my marbles in with the Bengals too. I mean, as a, the Jets had a backup quarterback and who would have ever thought this guy would have threw for 400 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, but I mean, I had a really big play with the Steelers on plus three and a half. I had also the Steelers money line and I took the Titans money line once again, three weeks straight. So, I mean, overall, a pretty decent week, but it just wasn't my best. Yeah, after that Bengals game, I felt like the little cute kid in Catholic school sitting next to a priest. It wasn't good. It didn't, it didn't feel good. Didn't look good at all on the bet slip. Bengals really ruined my week. Every parlay I had just ruined it all. So, you know, I'm trying to have a bounce back week here. Uh, it's a tough pill to swallow, but, you know, we're on the mend. I had another nice profitable week. I had Joe Mixon anytime touchdown. Obviously, I lost on Cincinnati. Um, I won on the Steelers plus four and a half. I hit the Panthers plus three and a half. And I hit a two-team parlay with the Patriots and the Steelers. And I won pretty big on that. And I also won on the Titans money line. So I had another good profitable week. Profitable week. Nice. Yeah, Jay, I, I know you were kind of our our big hitter this week and, and, and took the wins for all of us in a way. I know um, I was talking with, with our buddy Logan Biseski on Twitter. He said that the Bengals were boning him a little too. So, I mean, who could have ever, did you guys see that card? It was uh, some guy put a thousand dollars on Mike white to lead the NFL in passing yards in week eight, $125,000. He hit what the fuck, what kind of insider fucking trading is that? That's what I want to know. That's some bullshit. If you ask me, I mean, obviously not. I'm happy for the guy. That's a big hit once in a lifetime. You could tell stories about that until your fucking tongue falls out. So, I wouldn't know who Mike White was if he was bagging my groceries at the grocery store. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, who the fuck could have guessed that one? That I mean, I am looking forward to this week, though. Those last two weeks, I was a little iffy about the slate. I feel like I'm seeing the board great this week already. I know Nico and I have a little bit of early bets in. I'm sure Jock and Jason, you guys do too. So uh, we're going to get right into it here because... I feel like we're going to have a lot to talk about. Uh, Jock, you know, our Thursday night guy, we're going right to you. We have the New York Jets at my Indianapolis Colts. Right now, Colts are minus 10.5 all over the board. Over under 45.5 in DraftKings, 46.5 in FanDuel. Take it easy on us, please. It was a rough one this week. Yeah, Indy's coming off a heartbreaker, a game that I think they should have won. I had every opportunity to win. And then the Jets coming off that upset win. So, you know, I really look at at Indy as just a better roster, more complete roster. And, you know, I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor here just to, you know, carry the load. He should be, should be enough, single-handedly enough to win this game. I mean, he's, now he's probably with Derrick Henry's absence in the NFL, he's probably going to be 
the leading rusher this year. Uh, and this is a game he should look to pad his stats, get in the end zone two times at least. So I, I think that I think the Colts here win by two scores uh, pretty easily. Right now, dude, we really do not know how good this Jets quarterback is. I mean, he came out of nowhere. I really only saw three or four really bad throws from him. And they were also missing Corey Davis. He should be back this week. So that just gives him another weapon. I think 10 and a half. I mean, for for Carson Wentz, he makes one or two really, really poor mistakes. And, I mean, I see the Colts I, – I could see the Colts winning by a touchdown. But I don't know how this quarterback is. So I'm kind of going to completely stay away from this game and just see how he plays this week and go from there. Jock, I want to – the only thing I'm going to touch on here is what you said about Jonathan Taylor. Get your fucking futures in right now with Derrick Henry being out. Jonathan Taylor – is plus 300 to be the league-leading rusher at the end of the regular season. I mean, I cannot tell you, I'm not going to say how much I'm putting on it because I'll get judged. I think this is this is going to be a, a monster bet for me already. I just think that, you know, between him and Nick Chubb, it's going to be a close one, but as long as Frank Reich keeps feeding Jonathan Taylor, it's not even going to be a competition. So, uh, Jock, I'm obviously going to be on the Colts a little here. I think they win this game, like you said, by two scores. Carson Wentz going to be looking to bounce back from his, I mean, arguably shittiest, not arguably, from his shittiest performance of the year. So I'm going to be on the Colts here. Uh, Mike White, you impressed the hell out of me, but I hope you get fucking smoked Thursday night. I think this one can go one or two ways. It's either the Colts are going to watch film on Mike White and say, this is what he likes to do. Let's take it away from him. And he's going to struggle, or he's going to come out, whip it all over the field again, and Zach Wilson's going to lose his job, and Mike White's never going to look back, kind of like a Tom Brady story. I'm not touching this game. I can honestly see the Jets beating the Colts. If Mike White plays like Mike White of last week, I really hope Zach Wilson loses his job because I would love a nice little backup story again. Yeah, just some more information on this game. Uh, looks like the Colts are three and one against this against the number against the spread here this year. Three and one against the the number after a loss. Five and two against the number on the year. Uh, I just think they're a more profitable team here, uh, especially being the better team. It's tough to you know go against statistics and the better roster. So I'm going to take the Colts just to you know pad my pad my bet with this one statistically helping out. Okay, I love to hear that. You know, obviously, fucking with Derrick Henry out, it looks like the Colts may have a chance, but deep down, we all know they don't. I'm just telling myself that. I mean, chance at the AFC South there, obviously they don't. I'm just just keeping that in the back of my mind, hoping that, you know, a fucking miracle can happen. So enough about this game. Obviously, I'm biased and don't know what I'm talking about. So next game up, we have the Cleveland Browns at the Cincinnati Bengals. Jason, this one's yours. These fucking Bengals, man, minus two and a half, minus three in DraftKings, over-under set at 47 all across the board. I don't even want to talk about this one. Fuck, go ahead. I'm on record on this podcast multiple times saying that I'm a non-believer in the Bengals. And they got out to a 5-2 and two start, and people were kind of telling me, oh, the Bengals are the real deal. They might do this. They might do that. I think the Browns are going to come into this game desperate. They're at a far better roster. Um, the only thing I'd argue that the Bengals have is a better quarterback. What's the line again? Two and a half. Well, it's three in DraftKings, two and a half in FanDuel. I'll take the Browns plus three any day of the week. Um, this is an easy one. Okay, Jay. I mean, I don't really know what to think about this game. Bengals coming off that loss is just so scary for me because 
they're going to try to want to get back to what they were doing. But to your point, Cleveland's also getting back there. They got Chubb back, Baker's back. You know, they might be able to get to what they were in the beginning of the season too here shortly. So if I had to get a side here, I think I'd probably tell you just because I feel like it would make this game a little bit more interesting for me. I could see it going either way. I would obviously like a closer game in, in the Browns to, to kind of pull this one off and, and you know, make that, that Steelers, Ravens, all those guys kind of, kind of get a little worried about that division up there. So I, I would like to see Cleveland win this game. Um, I'm obviously going to sprinkle a little on money line if I'm taking their spread. So that's where I'm at. I want to be completely honest. Um, I've, I do not like Baker. I really believe that Case Kane would have a better shot winning that division than Baker does. Wow. I mean, o, I, I mean, OBJ has spoken. I mean, his father did, and LeBron has been saying that they, he wants out for a reason. I just do not think Baker is that. I'm going to keep saying every week, Baker is not that guy. I, I don't think he should get paid next season. I do. I think the I think the better quarterback wins in a situation. I think Joe Burrow's gonna have a, a comeback week, and I think the Bengals are cover minus three here. Nico, I was I was interested in that OBJ OBJ thing going on. You know, today with the deadline, uh, being a Saints fan, I'd like to see him in the black and gold, but it didn't happen. You know, you know the drama goes on with OBJ, and you know. One thing is one thing, but, you know, stopping the run is the other. And, you know, Cleveland knows how to run the rock. And, you know, it's tough to stop if, if you got to prepare for it. And, you, and then, you know, halftime comes around and, you know, they're putting a hurting on you. I'm taking Cleveland here. I think they're the more physical team up front. I'm going to take them on the money line. I just think they're going to control the, off- uh, the line of scrimmage. That offensive line is just going to be too much. So I'm going to go Cleveland money line here. Okay, a little bit of a uh, little bit of conflicting opinions there. We li- we like that, so everybody can make their own informed decision. Next game up, my boys with the cover, the backdoor cover, the Cowboys and the Broncos. We have Denver at Dallas right now. Cowboys are minus ten. Over under is forty nine and a half. This is my game. Those Broncos are absolutely horrendous, especially going to Dallas. Cowboys at home, America's team. Give me them by 10 all day. I don't care. Dak is back. Ezekiel Elliott running the ball with Tony Pollard. They're looking great. I'm all over the Cowboys here. Good for fucking Cooper Rush. That was my lock last week, which I know Jay's going to tell you. I had the bets in, and I pulled them out with Cooper Rush. But the lock record stays intact, and that's what matters. So we have Cowboys minus 10. I'm all over it. I might sprinkle a little on the under, too, because I feel like only the Cowboys are going to score points in this game. I mean, Denver literally just cleaned house. I mean, they got rid of Von Miller for two second-day picks, and now you could see the Rams' defense just skyrocketed up with Aaron Donald and Von Miller rushing. But, yeah, I mean, Cowboys are undefeated against the spread. You really you should just keep in the Cowboys until they prove, prove you wrong. So, I mean, this is kind of an easy one for me, too. Minus 10. I'm going to push it down to minus 9.5, and, and then money line it with some higher team just to – not have that seven um field, a touchdown field goal hook. Yeah, the Broncos lost a heartbeat of their defense. You're talking about a Super Bowl MVP just walked out the door for basically, like Nico said, two second day picks. Uh, you know that's a tough blow against a team that's covering a, a lot. Um, you know, it, it, I hate to see a guy Vic Fangio, a NEPA guy. I was on him all year. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it just the Broncos are are you know I'm shocked that they're. Uh, four and four, you know, right now, I, I, they shouldn't be four and four. I think they're playing as a worse team. 
Uh, I think the Cowboys fully healthy should stick it to him here. Uh, you, when you lose a guy like Von Miller in the locker room, uh, especially with young guys on defense like Pat Sertain, you know, you need a heartbeat. You need a pulse. Uh, so I got the Cowboys here. I think they might come down to nine and a half. If they're at 10, I'll take it. But I think it should come down to nine and a half at some point this week. So I'll take the Cowboys on the spread here. They're just so profitable. I'll probably take the Broncos. Plus, I have a nine and a half here on FanDuel right now. I don't think – I think nine and a half is just a lot of points and it's professional football, and most of the times there's high spreads. I normally see the team getting the points, find a way to cover – I probably won't be putting a lot of money on it, but I'll definitely sprinkle a little bit on Denver, maybe put them in a teaser. Um, just a game I'm not really in love with at all. Yeah, Jay, you sound like me down there with the, uh, you know, I always I always like these high spreads in a way because they give you opportunity to make money on some of the shittier teams. But I'm surprised that Jock didn't mention, mention a teaser the other way. If you could get seven points on Cowboys nine and a half, that's your teaser number right there. You throw that in a teaser, you're down to a Cowboys by a field goal. I think that's a great bet any day of the fucking week. Jock, you know, I'm going to steal your thunder there. I'm going to throw these guys in a teaser, no doubt. Um, you're up next here, by the way. We have Atlanta at New Orleans. Some QB troubles in paradise for your boys. We've got New Orleans right now, minus six. Over-under is 42 and a half. Good game coming up. Go ahead. Listen, the Saints are five and two. Uh, and they're coming off a huge divisional win with beating Tom Brady at home. Uh, and we got Zoom and Boom back. We got Kamara and Ingram back. How about that? Uh, but we won. It's a big win. But at what cost with the starting QB, Jameis Winston tearing his ACL, losing him for the year? And there's quarterback uncertainty in New Orleans. Uh, the Falcons are 3-4, and four, but they always play as tough. I feel like the Falcons – you know, they really rely on the offense, and, and, and Matt Ryan usually has one game against us a year where he, he throws it all over the place. But I think if there's one defense in the league right now, you know, that, that's developing an identity and is close, you know, to becoming playoff caliber, you know, from what I've watched, it, it's the Saints, and especially at home with the home field advantage. You know, they just play so well. You know, I talk about the Saints defense, you know, you know being ready to go play every single weekend and then defense leading in the offense. And that's what we saw against Tampa and the defense was able to seal the win for us. Uh, and that defense at home is going to be rocking. I think that line six is perfectly set. I don't think this is a touchdown or more, uh, but I'm going to take the saints minus six at home just because that defense is just going to be way too much for Atlanta. Uh, they're just playing way too well. I don't care about who's the quarterback for new Orleans just because Sean Payton's the play caller. And he'll find a way to get his playmakers involved. You know, we saw it with Winston. You don't need to force the ball down the field. And he'll find a way to get his guys in space. And, you know, I know there's not a lot of talent outside on the perimeter. You know, but he's got Ingram. He's got Kamara. Who knows if Michael Thomas will come off the pup list anytime soon. But, uh, yeah, I got the Saints here, minus six. Just playing way too well at home. Two and one at home. Coming off a huge win. I'm going to be really quick here. Jock, I wasn't going to touch this game. You talked me into it. Put me down for a unit on the Saints to cover. I feel like this is a game you live bet and you um, bet punt every single drive. Um, <laughs> we, we, we don't know how the Saints offense is going to work. I mean, we saw Trevor Simeon a little bit, but, I mean, I don't think it's anything crazy. I mean, this is just a game where you sit down on your app, whatever you use, your bookie, whatever, 
and you get you put punt in every single drive. I think this is going to be a super low scoring game. I'm going to be on the under on this, and I'm also going to be punt every single drive. To me, it really depends on who's playing quarterback for the Saints. I know Jock mentioned that the Falcons normally give the Saints some fits early in the game. Sometimes it's a field goal game, touchdown game. I think if Trevor Simeon – is that the fuck – that's his fucking name, right? Trevor Simeon? Trevor Simeon, yeah. correct. Yeah. Um, I think the Saints can be in some serious trouble, and they're going to get caught up in a fucking home run race, and the Falcons can end up winning it. Although the Saints, they do have a very solid defense. I like the Falcons plus six. I don't think there's a chance in hell they beat the Saints. Yeah, I just I just don't think Trevor Simeon has it in him to fucking keep keep pace with Matty Ice. It's definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna be tricky to see who who takes the majority of snaps at quarterback. Uh Taysom Hill coming off a concussion. I know he's dealing with some complications and he was in the quarterback race with Jameis and number two on the depth chart. Uh, so you might see a little bit of Hill. Uh, you might see a little bit of Simeon. So I, I just think as the week progresses, I'm sure we'll know more Wednesday when the injury report comes out and what's going on. That line might move a couple ticks uh, north or south. Uh, uh, and Calvin Ridley, on the other hand, too, for the Falcons. You know, there's a big question mark. He was out last week. so uh, He's done. He's, he's taking a huge break from football right now. He's done indefinitely. Yeah, he's yeah, done until, indefinitely. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was wow. trying to fucking trade him on fantasy. I wanted you to take him. I don't. He's just a waste <laughs> roster spot now. Wow. Yeah, he's mental health issue. So yeah, he's he was, done for a little bit. Wow. That that's honestly news to me. I thought it was just going to be a week. I think Jock. Uh, what I will do is do a little same game parlay. Kyle Pitts anytime. I love Kyle Pitts. And Taysom Hill anytime. Just just two touchdown scores. I really like that. Maybe Nico will also tease that that point total up and take the under, like you said. So that will I'll be on that as well. Yeah, Corey, I, just, don't, I don't see anyone um scoring twenty one points in this game. That's just me though. I mean, I think these offenses are both gonna stutter because the Saints do have a very, very, very good defense. And the Saints offense, I mean, Kamara might have thirty five touches next week. We really don't know how this is gonna pan out. I don't know how they're gonna play. They might go run heavy. But, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Corey, if there was I, – I was just going to give you my insight. Yeah, You got a guy like Demario Davis, who's one of the better covering linebackers uh, of tight ends or slot receivers, either or, in, in, in probably the NFL. And you got a nickelback and uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, who's, who's really having a really good year, and he plays high intensity. Uh, if there's one person they're going to try to neutralize, it's probably going to be Kyle Pitts. There, of he's course. Gonna be, He's going to be—he's probably going to be double teamed every time they get in the red zone, and he, he's going to be the guy they're cir- they're circling. Um, you know, the one thing that they're going to leave one on one is probably a running back in space uh, with a, a younger linebacker and either you know Pete Werner or you know Kawan Alexander, who's getting uh, more time on the defense. So, you know, Kyle Pitts is going to have to put on a show uh, t- to keep that offense going. So, I'd, I'd look for a, another counterpart. I I I personally won't bet. Pits, but if you're confident in pits to get open, you know, go go ahead. I just like them, like just a little half unit thing, maybe, maybe right. get that up to three, something like that. So that's all. But all right, Nico, you're up next. We have the Las Vegas Raiders at the New York Giants. Currently, Raiders are minus three and a half. That game 
I'm not seeing it up on DraftKings actually right now. So the only thing you're going to get it on, I'm sure it'll be up though. So right now, minus three, over under is 46 and a half. You know, Raiders got some drama going on. I'm sure we're not going to talk about it that much because it's still developing, but go ahead, Neeks. Yeah, I mean, a horrific, horrific accident happened with um, Henry Ruggs. I mean, that's a huge deep death that they lost, but um, prayers out to both families. I, I've been really heavy on the Raiders betting-wise, and, I mean, they've, they really have not let me down yet. I just I – don't, I don't like this Giants team. I mean, they did play Kansas City really tough, but, I mean, Kansas City – I mean, I keep fading Kansas City. I keep winning. So, I just think that the Raiders are just an overall better team. I do think they just cover here. I mean, this, there's really not much to say about this game. I'm with you. Uh, you guys know I like the Raiders because my dad – my dad's a Raiders fan. Although – I don't like them that much. So uh, I do like the Raiders to cover here, though. You know, Giants coming off of an emotional loss to the Chiefs. Very close there in the fourth quarter. So, Nico, I'm with you. I'll tell you. No problem. And I do think um, Saquon Barkley might be back this week. But, I mean, we don't know his workload that he's going to get this week. So I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I really, I really, um, you know, with the whole Henry Ruggs things going on, um, you know, a, a terrible situation there. Um, it, it, I really just don't see – you know, a, a great pick in this game. I, I like the points in this one. I like 46 and a half if you could get it. Cause I think these teams, uh, throw the ball around a lot. I, I got both these teams throw passing play percentage over 60%. Uh, so the ball is going to be in the air a ton. Uh, when the ball is in the air, usually means interceptions or points or touchdowns. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over 46 and a half. Uh, I'm not, I'm not confident on it. I'll have a little money on it. But I'm definitely – Las Vegas is going to win the game, but I, I'm going to be on 46-and-a-half over. Probably going to take the Giants on the money line here. I think the Raiders are going to be hurting without Henry Ruggs. I also think that the Giants played extremely well on defense versus the Chiefs the other night. You saw they were in a too-high shell all night long, and they were still able to stop the run. Even when the Chiefs tried ramming it down their throat with an extra offensive lineman, pulling guards, whatever, I think the Raiders are going to be forced to drop back and throw the ball, and they're going to be able to sit in that too-high shell again and um, neutralize the Raiders' passing game a little bit, and they're going to find a way to win the game. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say? I love the value play from you. I think this is a game that I, I thought about, but I just couldn't pull the trigger on it. So I do like that, though. I think it's a smart play, and I think there's a, a lot of value in, in Giants' money line there because if you think about it, if the Raiders don't cover, Giants have a great chance to win this game. So great play from you. Love it. All right, I'm up next with these fucking Panthers, man. Again, I'm just going to say it just for good measure. Fuck the Panthers. I fucking hate the Panthers. They they started my losing streak. I, I just wanted to put that out there. Those fucking Panthers fucked me against the Giants two weeks ago. And I know I said I was all over Falcons last week against the Panthers. I ended up not really touching that game that much. But I'm going to say it again. Fuck the Panthers. Patriots minus four? Sure. Right now we have Patriots at Panthers. Uh, Patriots minus four. Over-unders 41 and a half stagnant across the board. Again, Patriots minus four. I think they're going to win by a touchdown or more. Fuck the Panthers. I fucking hate the Panthers. Patriots minus four all day. I'm going to stay away from this game because we don't. I mean, as of right now, I am. I might look at it Sunday, but I don't know if I'm um, CMC's playing this week. They said he's supposed. To, he has a chance of actually coming back. 
So, I mean, Mac Jones does look a lot better than he did in the beginning of the season. And I have a weird feeling that um, the Saints or the Patriots might pick up D-Jack just to give Mac Jones maybe or um, the, the Saints a deep throw. I mean, that would be a huge pickup for either team. But um, right now, I'm just going to kind of just wait on this game and see if CMC plays. I think the Patriots minus four is easy money. Watch a YouTube video, and they were showing Sam Donald and his drop and his footwork not being on time and or in rhythm with the receiver's patterns. I think Bill Belichick, the way he schemes things up and he makes his defensive backs get hands on the, re- the, the wideouts and reroute the shit out of them, I think that's going to play into New England's favor. It's going to take Sam Donald off his timing. And as I saw in the video, his footwork is horrendous. And he's going to throw three picks Sunday if he plays. He's concussed or whatever. And whoever their backup is, he's going to be even more trouble versus a Bill Belichick coach defense. And they're coming along. You know, they finally... Um, I mean, they made Justin Herbert look like a fool the other day Yep. on Sunday. So, I mean, the Patriots are the Patriots, and they're finding their groove here a little bit. I think people should keep their eye on them here. I like New England uh, because they're sustaining drives, and we didn't really see that that much early in the year with Mac Jones. Now they are. They're cl- kind of clicking on offense. Uh, and, and, you know, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, I've got it. The offense looks a little bit better now. And, you know, four points, you know, they should cover that. So I'm going to go New England just because the offense looks better. I mean, they spent a lot of money on the offense. So I'm going to go with New England minus four. A little bit of foreshadowing here. I'm like I said, I'm definitely going to be on New England minus four, but I also foresee this line shifting in the Patriots favor. or I should say the Panthers favor. I think that may even drop to three and a half or three. I think people are going to see Panthers minus four and the public might hop all over that. So I'm going to obviously take it minus four and I'm going to watch this throughout the week. As the number gets better, I'm going to take it. No doubt. So, okay. Another fucking potential blowout. Uh, We always have them now getting deep in the slate. Next game up, we have Buffalo at Jacksonville. Buffalo minus 14, minus 14 and a half in FanDuel. Over-under is 49, 48 and a half in FanDuel. Nico, this one's yours. Walk us through it. Um, I have Buffalo covering here by landslide. Jacksonville is really just truly a joke. I don't. I, I really believe that Urban Meyer will get fired by the end of the season. This team just is not, is not coming together at all. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he's making Trevor Lawrence look really, really bad. And the Bills, I mean, the Bills offense did kind of stutter last week and the week before. But, I mean, I think they're going to get together here. I think this can, might be a 21-point win for them. I think this is going to be a complete blowout. Yeah, Nico, I'll tell you here. I think I think Buffalo has has a great chance to cover this game. Like you said, they're going to try to start to get their offense clicking again. And what other team, what better team to do it against than Jacksonville? So uh, I'm with you for sure. Not really going to touch the over-under. I feel like that's a great number because I could see this one, you know, 28. Um the Bills putting up 28, 31, 35, something around that. So I'm uh, not really going to touch that over under. I think Jacksonville's good for one or two, but I'll have Buffalo to cover here, no doubt. I mean, another thing to um, add on, I mean, Jacksonville only scored against uh, scored seven points against Seattle last week, and that defense is not very good. I think the Bills' defense is a lot better. And this this game, I don't um, – Jacksonville might not even score a point. So this game might truly be one of the biggest blowouts of the season. I think you got to roll with the Bills here. 
Sure, they, you know, their offense was hit or miss a little bit on Sunday. But I feel like a very underrated aspect of the Bills is their gap integrity in the run game on defense. I mean, teams, they cannot get an inch running the ball. And Jacksonville is going to be forced to have Trevor Lawrence drop back time after time again. With those two safeties they got back there on the back end, flying around back there, it's going to be tough for them. I think the Bills, they're going to lay a fucking a ridiculous number on Jacksonville. It's going to be ugly. All right, Jay, you're up next. We have Houston at Miami. Your boys here. Uh, this game could be a little interesting. You know, uh, you're going to have a differing opinion, but we have Dolphins minus six and a half, over under 46 and a half, 46. Struggling a little, but go ahead. I'm not touching this one until Miami decides to figure out something on the offensive, offensive line. I mean, their defense, they got back to what they did a little bit last year. They were you know, crowding the line of scrimmage, making the quarterbacks make quick decisions, getting their hands up. They deflected probably four or five passes of Josh Allen's. They were wreaking havoc a little bit, and I'm not sure what took them so long to say, let's get back to what we were good at last year, which was exactly that. I also think it boils down to whether Tyrod Taylor returns or not because Miami historically struggles against quarterbacks that can evade the pocket and, you know, hit those broken plays. I think six and a half is a decent number. I don't see Miami blowing them out. If their defense shows up the way it could and the way it kind of did last week, sure, they can win by 10, maybe two touchdowns. But I just don't see that happening with the way their offensive line plays. Tua kept his job. That was big. That's a big win. I feel like they already, they're already going into this week with a second win already. <laughs> Tua kept his job. It's a win. I feel like you got to carry that over into this week. And it, you got to be able to beat a, a Houston team at home by a touchdown. You just have to. I mean, if Miami has any pride or any shot to even make something of this season, this is a game you have to win. And if you're going to win it, you have to win it by more than a score. I'm taking Miami minus six and a half. I know they have offensive line problems. I know it's not pretty right now, but Houston's just not very, not a very good football team. And I'm taking Miami minus six and a half. I, I I'm confident in the play. It's going to be hot out. Jason, Jason, is it going to be hot out? It's it's Miami. I'm sure it's going to be hot. That sun will be beating down. Yes. It's a one o'clock game. It's not going to be the hottest. Jason says it's the hottest at the 4:25 kickoffs, but. <laughs> It's 1 o'clock, so it is midday sun in Miami. It's going to be hot, and I'm taking Miami. Fish out of water in the summer sun, and I'm taking them. Six and a half. Jack, I have your confidence, but you know what? It's I'm so over the seas. I don't care. I don't really want to watch. The fact I, you know, the, the head coach, he's ruined to his confidence. I, I'm shocked he didn't demand a trade at the deadline. All the bullshit with Watts. I mean, what the fuck? Give the guy a chance or throw him out of the fucking building. Which one are you doing? And the fact he said we finally got back to what we were doing last year defensively, what the fuck was going on during the six-game losing streak? Why wouldn't you go back to what you're good at? I, it doesn't make sense to me. They need a new GM. I like Flores, but I mean, after hearing that, I just I don't have any faith in these fucking cocksuckers. Yeah, I was just about to say, I mean, if they lose this game, I feel like they're going to make a huge um, coaching change. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like, like Jason said, I'm not really confident about this game. I mean, I'm happy Dolphins actually kept to it. I mean, my our chat would be blowing up beyond belief if he got traded either or. But, I mean, I'm happy that Tua stayed. But, I mean, I'm just not confident betting the Dolphins right now. I know the Texans actually got rid of the, one of their edge rushers, but maybe that could help out the, 
Dolphins O-line confidence a little bit, but, I mean, this game is just completely stay away for me. Jay, in your opinion, last year's team, the team that – the last year Dolphin team, the team that had a chance of going to the playoffs, what what has been the biggest change? I mean, Flores was the guy. Tua – he was the starter, but there was Fitzmagic. What, what, why are the Dolphins so bad this year? I mean, you guys saw the highlights. I mean, we have offensive linemen not even touching people. We can't even get fucking lined up. We're breaking the huddle. The, it's so loud. We're getting miscommunications. And honestly, we have no leadership on the defensive side of the ball. We let Kyle Van Noy go. We let Bobby McCain go. And those are the vocal guys who fucking rally the guys together. I mean, we're relying on young guys to lead this team. And I blame the... The guys up top, I mean, we're probably more talented than we were last year, but you need veteran leadership on any football team. Jock, I'm with you all the way here. I think Miami wins this game by a touchdown. I think six and a half is the number. Obviously, you have the chance to fuck that up with a mixed PAT or something. Dolphins kicker kind of taking you guys for a ride, Jay, the past couple of weeks. So I am a pro. little worried about that. All pro. All yep. pro kicker. Can't make a fucking 30-yard field goal, though, huh? Jock, I'm with you. I think Dolphins win this by a touchdown as long as as long as long nothing fucking crazy happens, which it might. It's the Dolphins. And Claire, All right. One more thing. If, oh, if you go ahead. Back, go ahead. Yeah. They just fucking executed versus Buffalo. I mean, they were in the red zone like twice. I mean, the snap hits Gasicki. They're missing field goals. It's just like nothing is going right. And until something goes right, you guys should keep your money off them. Jay, is Kasicki scored? I mean, what's the word on Kasicki? I know he was like a big red zone target. Now I kind of don't even hear of him that much. What do you mean? Have you looked at his stats? Are you fucking blind or crazy? I mean, I don't, I don't watch, <laughs> I don't watch the, nobody voluntarily watches the Dolphins. I feel like I just never see his name. Oh, he's leading the way. He's having a great season. He's going to get paid either in Miami or somewhere else. I'd like him in Indy for sure. He'd be a nice, Nice addition with our Mo Alley Cox there. So a great player. Yep. Okay, Jay. Hey, we're going right back to you. We have Tennessee at Los Angeles Rams. Nico's not looking forward to this one. Rams right now, minus seven and a half. Over under is 53, 54 on DraftKings. What a disappointment for Tennessee for Derrick Henry to get hurt. Jay, go ahead. If anything, I'd probably like the under here. And I probably like the Rams, minus 7.5. You know, the Titans, they did a nice little thing here. They brought in Adrian Peterson, you know, to to boost the, the running back room. But a lot of people don't realize, I don't expect him to get a lot of carries Sunday. There's, you know, there's timing and offense alignment with the footwork and shit like that. You got to find a rhythm with the running back. And that's honestly what makes these running plays go. Yeah, the offensive line, and I mean, Ryan Tanner, to be honest with you, was in rhythm with Derrick Henry's steps and how quickly he gets to the hole, etc. takes the handoff. I think Adrian Peterson, he'll be able to catch on fairly quickly. Quickly. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he'll, be able, he'll be able to catch on fairly quickly. And I just don't see him having a big impact. Julio Jones is out. And there's going to be a little bit more weight on Tannehill's shoulders to, to lead the way versus a very uh, tough Rams defense. I think it's going to be a tough couple weeks to find an identity post Derrick Henry life for the next couple weeks. I like the play on the under. I also like the Rams to cover, but I think that I'm obviously biased as a Colts fan. I'm trying not to get my hopes up because I know it's not going to happen, but I don't think that Derrick Henry 
uh, loss will affect their game. Titans are one of the most balanced teams in football. I know Nico was going to say it, so I wanted to rip the words right out of his mouth before he can. But I think that Ryan Tannehill does enough in certain situations to win. I think, what is it, Nico? You guys have to win four more games yeah, the rest I mean, of the we, year. Yeah, it, what? I mean, depend, depending how the Colts do, we could go two and seven. And if you guys lose the four games you guys are supposed to, we still make the playoffs because we are. Yeah. We beat you guys twice. So we're, yeah, Colts are essentially four games back. It's actually three, but with the, with the tiebreaker, it's four in a way. So yes. we, Colts would need to go seven and two. And you guys would have to go two and seven, which won't happen. So I don't think that will affect the Titans as much as it should. I think they're still going to make playoffs. I think Derrick Henry obviously will be back in time, but for this game, I'm going to take the Rams to cover. Jay, I'm just going to fucking tell you, you know, I got to switch something up. You were hot last week. So it's your turn. I'm telling you fucking grabbing the reins, buddy. I'm on for the ride. Let's go. Rams have all their chips in the middle of the table. Corey's a poker player. He knows what it's like. They went out. They got Von Miller. They have Aaron Donald. They have Ramsey on the back end. This defense is going to be tough to move the ball an inch. Poor Ryan Tannehill, who had a security blanket in Derrick Henry, is going to go on primetime television and get his ass sacked. Because he's going to have to throw the ball probably 30 times, and he's going to end up on the ground a lot. He averages 30 um, attempts per game anyway, so I don't know what kind of um, spot you're in right now. Well, the meaning is he when he turns around, Derrick Henry's not going to be grabbing the ball from him. And he's going to go, oh, shit. And he's gonna actually going to have to get in the shotgun and manage to move the ball down the field. And when you have guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller chasing after you, especially running those stunts. You could put Von Miller on the outside, Aaron Donald on the inside, or flip-flop him around, put him on each end. It's just going to be too much. It's just going to be too much for to, for Ryan Tanny to uh, handle. I'm going Rams are going to win this game. Huge. I'm taking alternate line, 13 and a half. Love it. Love it. I'm going Rams in a Doc. blowout. I think you can really say that the whole bootleg game that Tennessee loves to run because you can very easily, you know, stick Von Miller and Aaron Donald on one side or split him up on one side and have Von Miller just honor the bootleg the whole game because he could slow play it enough to run it, run the, the run play uh, down backside and, you know, and really fuck up the Titans offensive game plan. It's going to take a little bit for the Titans to adjust without Henry. It really is. And it's tough when you, you go in front of you know the Rams your first time without them. Yeah, not, let's not let's not fail to mention that Rams offense too. You know, Cooper Cup is having a excellent year. I mean, Stafford went there and had an immediate impact, and we're seeing it. Like I said, the Rams they had all their chips in the middle of the table, and they're going Super Bowl or bust. Like this is a game they should win by a lot. I mean, Derrick Henry is probably one of the most valuable assets in the whole league and he's not out there this is one a game of the most them out. you mean you mean the most well you can't say the most i mean mahomes has had such a good year not a good year a good good career so far and tom brady is you know is still tom brady but you know derrick henry's very valuable he's yeah he's up there 
Time will and tell how valuable he he is when we. That's see a good him. point, Jay. We actually, you're right. We actually don't know because we've never seen them without him in a way since he's been there. So that's a great point, actually. Go ahead. Um, the Rams are the Rams have faced two teams over 500 this year. They're one and one. I mean, they're they're having. I mean, they're having a great year, but again, they really have not faced any competition. We do not know how the Titans will be without him. We no one knows at all because we've never seen this before. We never saw Derrick Henry hurt and not play. Maybe our offensive line is really just that good, and maybe we could still run the ball. We we really have no idea. I mean, the Titans are four zero as underdogs this year. I mean, I wouldn't count this out either. I mean, I could see them covering the spread, but we we really have no idea how this Titans team's gonna play. And the Titans defense is very very underrated this year, and it's not being talked about enough. Kevin Byard is ranked the top safety by at least five or ten grade points. So, I mean, that's just – it's just this game would be really hard to bet for any any person that wants to put a lot of money down in this game. You really take a good look at the Rams. They can run. They can play action. You did that. Matty Stafford's the real deal. I just think the Rams, they drop a bomb on Tennessee. They're, and it's going to be funny to watch Ryan Tannehill try to drop back without doing play action and try to make big boy throws. It just never ends well. A lot of people don't believe me, and if I'm wrong, if he comes out and plays well, I'll sit here and say I was wrong. Tennessee um, is the only team that come back from 14 nothing, and they actually did it twice. So, I mean, he obviously had to come um, drop back and throw the ball. So, I mean, I have, I have faith. I mean, pull your stats out of your fucking asshole, or you could just watch the game Sunday and watch Tannehill try to go throw for throw. And <laughs> that, that, not... That's what, that's what we're going to have to do. I mean, we, we have to see how everyone, everything pans yeah. out without Derrick Henry. No one knows. But like you said, if they lose, they can afford to drop a couple. It's not the end of the world. Not for sure. But it, it's just going to – it's really going to show the glaring issue that they have at quarterback. We are the top team in the AFC right now, so, so okay. I guess it, can't, it can't be that big of an issue. You'll see. Seriously. Sit back and <laughs> get a fucking bag of popcorn and a, and a Dr. Pepper. All right. All right. Finally, something that we're all going to agree on here. At least I hope we got next game up that ugly son of a bitch, Matt Nagy and his Chicago bears at Pittsburgh at Heinz field, Pittsburgh minus six and a half over unders 40. Nico, this one's your game. Go ahead. Justin Fields really struggles against really good defenses and really good teams. I mean, he had a, he had a one really good run last week, but other than that, he really did not have a great, really great showing. They averaged at least passing yards in the NFL, and this Steelers defense is defense is not someone to fuck with. I mean, this defense is very very good. I think T.J. Watt's gonna blow his head off. Corey, what's the spread on this? Six and a half. Yeah, I mean, I can see the Steelers winning by a touchdown. I just don't think that this offense will get it going at all. Even one, they don't think they'll have one single drive where they're going to be like, "Wow, that was actually a good drive." And I think this will be a super low scoring game. I could see like twenty to ten, maybe Steelers. So I mean, I just don't think Justin Fields is going to get it going. Because one thing the Bears good at it's stopping the run. I think it's under the whole way here. I'm not picking a side here because the Steelers' offense it really is it's it's hit or miss. You watch them play versus Seattle; they were in a dogfight. With Geno Smith, you know, in Justin Fields, he's probably he's got a higher ceiling, more athletic, whatever. But Justin Fields, he really is. He, he's a work in progress. He hasn't looked good at all. 
But like I said, the Steelers' offense, it just gets stuck in the mud too quickly. And the Bears, like I said before, they can really stop the run. Najee Harris is going to be catching a lot of swing passes out of the backfield, and they're just going to rally and get him on the ground. It's going to be very low scoring. I'm all over the under here, no matter what it is. I'm going to shock a lot of people. I'm taking Chicago in this one. Fuck Um, you. I am. I'm I'm expecting – I shouldn't say I'm expecting, but I I just want Justin Fields, you know, to win a a win a football game. I want Justin Fields to go out there and prove he could beat, uh, you know, a good team in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, there's really no. Pittsburgh's good. They're an okay team. They're better than Chicago. You said they're the worst team in the league three weeks ago. <laughs> they cost, they, co- they costed me money. They cost me money. They ruined a huge parlay. I don't think Pittsburgh's insanely good. I think they're better than Chicago, but I think Chicago wins this game. I, there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just one of those games you look at the slate and say, hey, all right, there's going to be an upset here, and I'm picking this one as the upset. This is my upset pick Monday night game. I'm taking wow. it Chicago money line. Okay. Jock, I disagree with you, and I don't think – I'm not going to touch the totals. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – this is my teaser, buddy, here that uh, I'm going to play with. Who are we talking about for our teasers? No. Cowboys. Oh. Cowboys, Cowboys, correct. Yeah, this is my teaser, buddy, for the Cowboys. So I'm going to get the Cowboys down to two and a half and the Steelers to win the game. Uh, no doubt in my mind, I think they win. I think they cover, so I'm going to have them to cover two. Uh, I think, you know, Pittsburgh, obviously one of the best defenses in the league. I think they're playing some decent football the past couple weeks. Fuck Matt Nagy. So that's kind of my motivation behind this. I did fail to mention this was our last game before our locks of the week. And I also totally fucking flubbed reading the locks of the week record earlier. So I'm going to go over that quick, and then we could get into our locks here. So currently, our locks, Nico is at 4-1-1, one, and one, Jason's at 3-4, and four, Jock's at 1-5, and five, and I'm at 5-1 and one with a saving grace from Cooper Rush last week, which I did not deserve because I didn't look at the injury report before the game. So thank you, Cooper Rush, for saving my ass. I appreciate it. Two v twos are six and one. Doesn't look like we're going to have one this week unless it's it's on the locks, which isn't a big deal. Kind of a good sign if if everyone's kind of siding on one thing. So that being said, now it is time for our locks of the week. All right, Jason, you're up first. Kind of a ballsy pick here. We were just laughing about this, talking about it. We have Minnesota at Baltimore. Baltimore's minus five and a half. The over-under is currently at 49 and a half, 50 in DraftKings. Go ahead, buddy. What are you taking? I'm taking the Vikings plus five and a half here. I think that Kirk Cousins historically struggles primetime. He always has. He's like... One in fucking nine million against the spread <laughs> prime time. And it's always like one of those games you'll be sitting back on a Sunday and you're like, holy, f- the Vikings might win this game. We saw it early in the season with Arizona. It seems like they're always in a field goal game. And I really think that the Ravens, we talk about it all the time. They like to play man. Sometimes they don't like to keep the safeties over the top. And they could be in it for a rude awakening with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, who are just tremendous route runners. And whether, I mean, they could try to give them inside leverage, outside leverage. They can beat you both ways. And Kirk Cousins, when he's on, he's fucking on. 
He's paid $35 million a year for a reason. It's not a primetime game. He's on the road. And I think they're going to rise to the challenge and keep it within five and a half points. I'm all over the Vikings. Go ahead, Nico. <laughs> yeah, I do. Out till I fucking win. This is... I'm actually going to have to disagree with you here. The, um, the Ravens had a really um, shitty game two weeks ago against the um, Bengals, and they were coming off a bye. And Minnesota did not look like a good team at all last week. I, I really, I really don't even know what to say about this game. I just have Ravens covering minus five and a half coming off a bye. I'm just really not going to bash you too hard in this one. I don't, I don't think the bye has much to do with it. I think we kind of talked about San Francisco off the bye against Indy, and Indy came out and played a a, a decent game in that fucking shit storm that it was Sunday night. So two weeks ago, I think I'm going to stay away from this game. In all honesty. I think a number that I do like is the Jesus Christ. I was going to say the under, but I don't think I like that either at 50. Oh my God. I don't know. This is going to be a good game. Um, you know what, Jay, it's your lock. I said it earlier, you know, I'm on, I'm on a losing streak. You're, you're getting hot right now. I need some wins. I'm going to fucking tell you, I'm taking the reins. I'm getting on the back of the horse and I'm fucking riding with you. Let's go. Right, I said New England was going to beat the Chargers last week, and you guys told me I need my head checked. I'm fucking rolling, baby. Yeah, um, Baltimore <laughs> minus, minus 5.5. Thank you. Signed, sealed, delivered. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jay, any rebuttal to the uh, non-believers here on the left side of the screen? To Jock? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nico, you're up next. We have your beloved Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers at Philly. Right now, Chargers are minus two and a half. Over-unders at 50, stagnant across the board. I kind of gave away your pick, so go ahead. I just The Chargers are playoff contenders. I do not see the Chargers losing three weeks straight. I just don't. If the Chargers can, can hold this run to a minimum, the Chargers let up our top five in the league in um, letting up passing yards. The Chargers, I mean, the Chargers have way too much talent to lose three straight. And I just think the Chargers are overall more talented team. And then I also think that Justin Herbert gets back on track this week and think they win by more than a touchdown this week. So this is, this is kind of like a lazy pick for me, actually. I just saw Chargers minus two and a half. I was just all over it right when I saw it. Yeah, I think it's time for the Chargers to get back to the basics, try to establish the run versus a weaker Philadelphia team. We all know Herbert's got the big bazooka arm, but. As any young quarterback, you know, I say it all the time, just going through growing pains. He's not playing Hall of Fame caliber. People want to suck his dick, whatever. He's going to have bad games, and he had two in a row. I expect him to bounce back here and have a strong performance against the Eagles, who really are hit or miss. I mean, they show up some weeks, and then other weeks they look like they belong in the XFL. I would really like to see Mike Williams get rolling again. Here I got on my fantasy team. He's fucking ice cold or he's smoking hot boiling water so i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you here nico um still not a fan of herbert though but whatever i'm afraid that this is too good to be true in a way if you think about it um that being said nico i'm with you too i think chargers two and a half is a good pick here the only thing i'm worried about is going to philly you know it's going to be a little cold the weather's cooling down up here in pa now so might be a little a little change for for good old herbie there but I'm going to do that. A field goal? Chargers over. I mean, the fucking Eagles put on a smacking. Obviously, it was Detroit, but 
But that's got to build some confidence. I mean, has to, has to. So to say I, I'm not worried is an understatement. I feel like, but I'm worried for the wrong reasons. I'm worried that this is either a trap game or or something's going to happen here for fucking sure. So Chargers two and a half, sure. Before you jump in one more time, I always like to say, you know, teams coming from the West Coast to the East Coast, vice versa, normally get in trouble here. I think a guy like Herbert with the big arm, his ball can cut through the wind good, whether it's raining, it could be snowing at Philadelphia. He throws the ball where it jumps off his hand. It's going to cut through that wind and weather regardless. It, it Like two and a half or whatever the hell the number is, that's stealing. It really that is. Makes, that makes me feel better. Okay. Philadelphia, this is like one of the games. The Philadelphia fans are going to live for this kind of game because they think they should win this game. The delusional Eagle fans, they are. They think that like they're you? the better team. <laughs> I mean, I'm not an Eagle fan. I mean, I hear about them all the time. And Eagles fans think think that they should win this game. And and then they're on Sirianni and the play calling and this and that. And it just it just gets so annoying. So I, I'm praying to God that they just win this game. It's not gonna happen, just so I don't have to hear about the bullshit in Philadelphia anymore. So I'm praying that the Philly Philly Eagles win, but it's just not gonna happen. I'm on Chargers minus two and a half and I'm just praying for the sanity of this city. That you know they they just they just stop trashing Sirianni and Hurts and all those guys because they're just not a good football team. They're too inconsistent. Yeah, okay. Nothing really is good in Philly. The basketball isn't good either, Jack. Yeah, that that's a story for another time because <laughs> for I think we're on a time limit, so I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> we'll get into NBA here shortly once uh, once it starts picking up more NHL. Everything we talked a little bit about it last week, so we'll, we'll get into that here here shortly, but. All right, so our last lock of the week, we got my game, Arizona at San Francisco. Right now, Arizona's minus 2.5. The over-under is 45. 45.5 looks like it's shifting that way. Don't really need an introduction here. I'm all over the Cardinals minus 2.5. San Francisco not playing the best right now. Yeah, they beat the Bears last week, but before that, lost to the Colts in a primetime game. I think San Francisco is overrated. They have three wins against shitty teams. I am all over Arizona minus two and a half. I'm not going to say it anymore because I'm going to burn your fucking ears out with it. Cardinals, two and a half, all day, every day, twice on Sunday. Yeah, Corey, I'm with you. I mean, I put this in right when the line opened up. I put a, I put a, a large amount of money on this game. There's really not much to say. I think the Car- the Cardinals are going to come back off that devastating loss against Green Bay. The They had a game-winning drive set up, and for some reason, A.J. Green just did not want to turn around. Hit his head with the ball, looked around, and it was picked off. The game was over. Um, I think the Cardinals come back and hand it to San Fran, so I have the Cardinals covering also. I put a huge chunk on this. Corey, I think you're going to get the 6-1 and one here on your locks. Arizona has proven time and time again that they're no one to mess around with, and they're, they're a solid team, and they're contenders in the NFC. And San Fran has been a bit of, level, bit of a letdown for me. Um, I expect them to show more than they've shown this year two and a half is a very generous number i i mean i think it could be a 10 point victory for arizona here jay and i talked about a couple weeks ago how big of it how big of an impact jj watt had on that defensive line just being a veteran and i thought he i thought he played the run game pretty well too i thought he was able to stop the run i think if there's one part of the game that san fran you know 
could even find a way to squeak out a win is if they established the run. I just early on, you know, try to establish the run to set up the play action pass and open up the playbook. Um, you know, that, that means, you know, you can't get behind the chains and a lot of things have to go right in order for you to pull off a win here. It, it's just not going to happen. Kyler's too good. That Cardinals team is too good. They're six and two against the number. And, you know, they're just, they're, they're going to come back and win. They, they lost to a good Green Bay team and it was a close game. There's no reason they should play a close game against San Fran. Corey, I'm with you, buddy. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. And Jay, I feel like you only did that to jinx me. I'm not sure if you did or not, but I know you do shit like that. I'm sitting here thinking, is any word on George Kittle? Yeah, I, he's, I, I think are. he's questionable. I think no, he's, he's questionable he's, to come back. He's Yo, still on uh, IR, I thought. Cardinals, Cardinals shifted to minus one. What? On FanDuel, they're just minus one right now. You just, and, what the fuck? Yeah. George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk are critical in that run game. If they can get Kittle back with that J.J. Wattless defensive line, it, it could be a three-point game or a one-point game or whatever you guys are saying. I mean, they can they can really run the ball. And Kyle Shanahan, his father, Mike Shanahan, Terrell Davis, 1999, they invented what well, I think it was the – he invented the, the zone running scheme, and Terrell Davis ran for 2,000 yards. Should take a little bit of his father's mentality in this one and run some zone skiing and make it Earl Elijah Mitchell look like Terrell Davis. Maybe they get a shot and they win it. Holy fuck. Yeah, wow. It is a pick Nico. I'm not sure what happened there. I just put in my double on it. So I doubled down on it from two and a half to one. Last time this happened was this week with the Cowboys. I got in my head and I pulled my bets out and I lost them on some other shitty bets. If I left my Cowboys bets in, holy fuck, would I be up a lot of money? So I'm I'm not gonna fret. I'm not gonna be afraid. I'm I'm fucking right in the ship this week. There's no excuse. I'm on Cardinals to win this game. I said it every which way, up, down, and twice on fucking Sunday. I'm all over it. Fuck it. I'm doubling down on one. And if it gets plus money, or I'm sorry, if it gets plus numbers, all I'm taking is money line. They're not losing this fucking game. I'm telling you right now. I'm really worried about Ben out. <laughs> the way you just talk like that. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, new guys uh, stepping in today to close things out. Corey's getting thrown to the side by me. <laughs> yeah, you're uh, funny. <laughs> thanks for thanks for tuning in and you know following along with our picks. We're doing well. Last week was a little slow. We're trying to get you guys back on track here, make a little bit of money. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at clutch underscore picks one, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Clutch Picks crew is not to be held responsible or liable for a loss of money, injury, or harm.